Hello and welcome to Reflective Thoughts. It's now officially no longer summer, the 1st of March. 1st of March, wow. February's gone, summer's over, autumn is here. So, I was reflecting this morning and I was asking myself this question um, and this question it seems relatively simple it's as you understand it what is the driving purpose for which God saves his people interesting question right my probably initial answer was to bring others into relationship with himself. God wants to be in relationship with you, with me, and that would make sense, right? But actually, it's kind of wrong. Ultimately, the answer, the ultimate answer is why God does what he does is to bring glory and honor to himself. God's chief regard is not to sinners themselves. Interesting thought. Bear with me. God saves sinners, according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6, for the praise of his glorious grace. We can see this in Isaiah chapter 42 verse 8, where it says, I am Yahweh, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another. See it again in Isaiah 48, 11. And again and again, it was about, it was about God. God making himself known. So God made himself known to the Israelites. He made himself known to the kings. He makes himself known to us. Primarily, of course, through his word. I don't know, it was just kind of interesting to me and I was thinking about it and all these things, you know, um, about putting God first and all these kinds of thoughts just came pouring in and you could actually make it a really good sermon, I guess. Um, I was much more excited about it this morning than I am now in the sense that I'm just had all day to think about it um, but obviously life happens in the meantime um, yeah what do you think why does God do what God does what's your opinion on that um, th- there's probably several answers to that but the main answer is that he he wants to bring glory and honor to himself and it's, you know, it's the preeminence of God. The preeminence of Christ is, you know, the whole the whole basis of Colossians. Jesus is to have preeminence. He's the first and last, the beginning and the end. He's God. He's before creation. Uh, and I was thinking about, you know, Genesis. You know, in the beginning, God, everything starts with God. It starts with God. It ends with God. In all things, God wants the glory 
Um, and even in one of my notes, I came up with Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 22 to 23. I'm just going to read that. It's interesting. Is that Ezekiel 26, 20? So sorry, I've forgotten what I just said. Ezekiel 36, verses 22 to 23. Chapter 36. Uh, so tell me, so tell the family of Israel that this is what the Lord God says. Family of Israel, you ruined my holy name in the places where you went. I am going to do something to stop this. Look at that. I will not do it for your sake, Israel, but I will do it for my holy name. I will show the nations how holy my great name really is. You ruined my good name in those nations, but I will show you that I am holy. I will make you respect my name, and then those nations will know that I am the Lord. This is what the Lord God said. It's a fascinating couple of verses, isn't it? I've thought so. When I was thinking about this this morning. Putting God first. How does, what do those verses mean to you? What do they say to you? Family of Israel, you ruined my holy name in the places where you went. It's talking to the Israelite nation is Ezekiel. And God plainly said that he was going to do something to stop it. But he wasn't going to stop, you know, these things happening to Israel for the sake of Israel. But he was going to do it. Do it for his holy name. In verse 23, I'll show the nations how holy my great name really is. How great is the name of God? What, what feeling does that evoke for you? How holy, how great is God to you? Have you ruined God's name? How do you ruin God's name? Surely sin, um, not having a reverential fear of God. Look at that, but I will show you that I am holy. I will make you respect my name. So yeah, that was very interesting. It was my kind of devotion, my thoughts for this morning. Something that really impacted me and... I guess I'd kind of forgotten, you know, why does God do what he does? And like I said, my initial thought was, well, to bring bring people into relationship with himself. And that's surely part of it. But primarily, it starts with God and it ends with God. It's not to do with the person, the sinner, the believer, the unbeliever. Because... You know, quite frankly, God doesn't need people. He doesn't need human beings to accomplish his will. Um, and I'm saying this in a very general sense, so don't get me wrong. <laughs> There's a whole theology behind that. But um, 
you know, God doesn't need human beings. He could do whatever he wants. And, you know, before the creation of human beings, he was perfectly fine in perfect harmony and community with himself, the triune God. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. What do you think? Why does God do what he does? And is part of that God making himself known? It's just something to think about.